0: and others had run away in terror. During the confusion and bewilderment of the second day, Mary hid herself in the nursery and was forgotten by everyone. Nobody thought of her. Nobody wanted her. And strange things happened of which she knew nothing. Mary alternately cried and slept through the hours. When she awakened, she lay and stared at the wall. The house was perfectly still. She had never known it to be so silent before. She heard neither voices nor footsteps, and wondered if everybody had got well of the cholera, and all the trouble was over. She wondered also who would take care of her, now her ire was dead. There would be a new ire, and perhaps she would know some new stories. Mary had been rather tired of the old ones. She did not cry because her nurse had died. She was not an affectionate child, and never had cared much for anyone, the noise and hurrying about and wailing over the cholera had frightened her, and she'd been angry because no one seemed to remember that she was alive. When people had the cholera, it seemed they remembered nothing but themselves. But if everyone had got well again, surely someone would remember and come to look for her. Almost the next minute she heard footsteps in the compound, and then on the veranda. There were men's footsteps, and the men entered the bungalow and talked in low voices they seemed to open doors and look into rooms. What desolation, she heard one voice say. That pretty, pretty woman. I suppose the child too. I heard there was a child, though no one ever saw her. Mary was standing in the middle of the nursery when they opened the door a few minutes later. The first man who came in was a large officer she'd once seen talking to her father. Barney, he cried out. There is a child here, a child alone, in a place like this. Mercy on us, who is she? I am Mary Lennox, the little girl said. I fell asleep when everyone had the cholera, and I've only just wakened up. Why does nobody come? It's the child no one ever saw, exclaimed the man, turning to his companion. She's actually been forgotten. Why was I forgotten? Mary said. Why does nobody come? the young man, whose name was Barney, looked at her sadly. Poor little kid, he said. There's nobody left to come. It was in that strange and sudden way that Mary found out that she had neither father nor mother left, that they had died and been carried away into the night, and that the few native servants who had not died had left the house as quickly as they could, none of them even remembering that there was a Missy Saab. That was why the place was so quiet. Mary had liked to look at her mother from a distance, and she thought her very pretty, but as she knew very little of her, she could scarcely have been expected to love her or to miss her when she was gone. She didn't miss her at all, in fact, and she gave her entire thought to herself, as she'd always done. What she thought was that she would like to know if she was going to nice people, who would be polite to her, and give her her own way, as her ayah and the other native servants had done. She knew that she wasn't going to stay at the English clergyman's house, where she was taken at first. She didn't want to stay. The English clergyman was poor, and he had five children nearly all the same age, and they wore shabby clothes and were always quarrelling. Mary hated their untidy bungalow and was so disagreeable to them that after the first day or two, nobody would play with her. By the second day, they'd given her a nickname which made her furious. It was Basil who thought of it first. Basil was a little boy, and Mary hated him. She was playing by herself under a tree, just as she'd been playing the day the cholera broke out. She was making heaps of earth and paths for a garden, and Basil came and stood near to watch her. "'Why don't you put a heap of stones there and pretend it's a rockery?' he said. "'There, in the middle.' "'Go away!' cried Mary. "'I don't want boys! Go away!' For a moment, Basil looked angry. And then he began to tease. He danced round and round her and made faces and sang and laughed. Mistress Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and marigolds all in a row. He sang it until the other children heard and laughed too. And the crosser Mary got, the more they sang. And after that they called her Mistress Mary, quite contrary, when they spoke of her to each other. And often when they spoke to her... You're going to be sent home, Basil said to her, at the end of the week, and we're glad of it. I'm glad of it too, answered Mary. Where is home?